brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains explicit language. This is YOY. I'm Andrea Salenzi. Way back, very first episode of this podcast, I tried to catch the single man in his natural state. What I did is I threw together a single guy focus group. Here is the sound of them all screaming. And then a few months later, we did it again. We got a ton of single ladies in a room, but at some point, it still involved a room of women looking at dick pics. Just the silhouette it's of his dick. It's a silhouette of his dick. I like this. I know. Ooh. So then, I'm talking with my editor. It's Hillary Frank from the podcast Longest Shortest Time, and we we're trying to figure out what should we do for our next focus group. And she had a diabolical idea. I think you should do one that is single guys who want kids. Hillary, I see what you're doing here. You just want me in a room full of guys I could possibly date. And Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I want this to be an episode of your show, but I also want you to get a date out of it. (laughs) Yeah. And you're, you know, to bring into our booking process. There's nothing ethically wrong with that, right? right? (laughs) Today on the show, a bunch of guys who want to be dads. There were seven total at the start. But of course, one of the guys here in New York with me turned out he had a girlfriend. I didn't read the fine print. I'm sorry. So that's the last we're going to hear from him. So we're down to six guys who want to be dads. And who knows, maybe one of them wants to be my boyfriend. So on the night we recorded, I had a cold. You're going to hear it right here in my first question. So did you guys have a moment where, like, the light shone down and you knew that you wanted to be a father someday? The first answer was Eric. He's 34 and works in digital media. There was, like, one Thanksgiving I came home, and there was this really cute baby. <laughs> and I, But, like, nobody was talking about it because my family doesn't talk about things. And I was just, like, later, I was like, who's this little bastard baby? Like, <laughs> what? Like, what's going on? Like, and, and, like, and, and, like, in the Game of Thrones sense, I'm not saying he's a little jerk. I'm just saying he's actually, I don't know who his family is. And, like, there were a few Thanksgivings that went by. And I was always nice, but, like, they finally explained things. It was my cousin's wife's sister's teen pregnancy. We were just hanging out on Thanksgiving and I was just trying to be, you know, nice and pleasant. And he's just like sitting on my tummy. Like I'm like kind of on the couch and he's sort of lying on me. 
at that point also there was this thing where I'm like a foot taller than most of my family. And so he started calling me big fella, which was just great. So I'm big fella and everybody else is just family. Um, so he's looking at me and he's just looking at me and uh, this like glint of recognition and just being like, I like talking to you and I love you. And it was like, oh, like that's like a really validating feeling. Like for a, a kid to know that you're like an ally was just sort of like, oh, like that's a cool thing. And I want to care about this kid a lot more. And I will always hate myself for calling him the little bastard. <laughs> in holidays during his first three years. So you kind of did have a moment. You had a moment. Yeah, there was there was a moment of like, okay, this is cool. And then like and then and then being named a god's father from my other cousin's kid and just hanging out with like a lot of seven year old and younger kids over the last, I don't know, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. It's just been interesting to to see it happen and kind of get an idea of what it would be like to be in charge of a human not like a kid because i think if we say like oh it's a kid you just sort of like play with it like a doll like this is a human being and it's pretty amazing and now here's sam he is 32 years old and a military vet who works as a photojournalist yeah i've always wanted kids but it really didn't get strong until recently my best friend from the Marines, he had a, a son and made me the godfather. And uh, he's about two and a half, almost three now. But early on, I was around him so much that he just started recognizing me. And when you have like a little child that lights up when they see you and runs over and yells out your name or asks where you are all the time, it kind of does a little something for you. It kind of simplifies things a little bit, but then also says that there's more out there than what's just in my life, that there's now another human being. Even though it's not mine, he's going to look up to me and look at me as an example, hopefully for his entire life. And here's Rasan. He's the oldest member of the group at 38 years old. When I moved back here about 12 years ago, I had a couple of, of very good friends who ended up getting together and actually getting married, and they made me the godfather to this tiny little person who I literally heard on the phone being born. And I met her for the first time, and her little tiny little fist like curled into my shirt, and she went to sleep, and I'm like, I can't move. And they're like, no, you, you can sit down. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You won't wake her up. I'm like, no, I can't move. Like, I don't want to move. I can't. I don't want to move. Like, this little person thing is moving. And I'm like, I babysat her at one point to let them go out and go have their own date night post baby and knew none of the instructions and essentially gave this child undiluted apple juice, which is like giving a child crack. And then just proceeded to have to clean and repair half of my apartment by the time I was done. The DVD players fucked up. I mean, like a whole nine yard. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. The whole thing again. And it took a while for that to really set in that I want to redo my entire schedule. So I'm like, okay, you got T-ball practice. All right, let's go. You know, it's time to study. I'm sitting on this side of the table. You're sitting on that side. All of that. I want all of it. I want to be broke because you have you need to have braces. I want to be broke. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Maybe it's just me, but sometimes when guys talk like that, I start to hear music like 
I'm trapped in a softcore porno. I want all of it. I want to be broke because you have you need to have braces. I want to be broke. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. I've always wanted to name my if I had a son after my father, David. And then if I had a girl, I've always liked the name Olivia. Noel, after my uh, my grandfather. Tamir, because like I feel very strongly about the Black Lives Matter movement. Camille, Carly, or Luxana. Stencil? Boy or girl? I feel like that's actually good. Yeah, yeah, my, uh, my name is Cake. I, okay, so like the reason why I like the word cake is it sounds kind of like cake. To me, like when I say the word cake, I feel like I'm almost uh, enjoying cake as I say it. But how does all that sound to actual parents? I asked my editor, Hillary Frank. She also hosts a parenting podcast. It's called Longest Shortest Time. She's going to join me for the rest of this episode. That's what that's what I wanted too when I had kids. I I want to pay for those braces. I want to go broke for braces. Could you relate to that really? No. <laughs> Does any part of their answers so far bring you back? I go back and forth between really like empathizing with them and thinking like, "Oh, you you have this you have like a very skewed vision of what this is going to be." Um but I can relate to the tenderness that they feel toward babies. And then it's a tenderness that I felt, especially before I was a parent. And and I still feel that tenderness, but now I feel more complicated feelings when I see people with babies. The first thing I think is, oh, oh, so cute. And the next thing I think is, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this will be hard. Yeah, it'll get better. <laughs> so next we have... Terrence, who is 33 years old, and his reasons have less to do with being around cute babies. It feels like the, or at least like my version or like my way of thinking about that is like, oh, when I'm in charge of structuring the things in my life, you know, and I only have to consider me, like how I spend money and how I spend my time and what my priorities are, like, they're just awful. But when it's like, when there (laughs) are stakes and like somebody, like, yeah, I'd rather be broke because I'm like giving you braces than because like I got really into... I don't know, like calligraphy for a month or whatever, and it's bought all of the things to do it. That's not an actual example, (laughs) but it's totally in line with something that at least I would do, like the weird bad decisions I'm making. It's like steaks. Pottery class versus braces. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's like saying like I like to get a dog because I want to get more exercise because I have to walk it. Like that's a bad way of thinking, but it seems like the having steaks beyond yourself. Maybe I just need a cat. <laughs> and and don't and don't like, get the cat. Don't get the I cat. Love don't, cats. Don't, don't cats get the are cat. great, man. Don't get cats the cat. I have multiple the cat. cats are great. Yeah. Multiple cat tattoos. But like like <laughs> like like what do you cat do? Tats? Is is having purpose like the thing that I'm looking for? And and I don't know. That's like a squishy question. Well, I, I I agree with you because I've actually had an ex girlfriend who accused me of filling up my time with all these different hobbies and interests and building a Halloween costume and what whatever. It's so like, you know, like the entire dining room table is completely tarped over for like three months. You know, what are you doing? But it's because I have the ability to do so because I'm single and I live alone and it's my apartment. It's like the idea of there being this small person that I have to 
make sure that they get to school or they get diapers or that all that's going to get thrown out the window because I need to make sure this kid goes to sleep. Yeah. What was the, the Halloween the, costume though? Uh, <laughs> crap. You did actually hear that part, uh-huh. didn't you? Hillary, should I have not asked that question? Well, I was wondering. I was both wondering what was the Halloween costume and I was thinking, well, yeah, you're going to be making a lot of Halloween costumes if you have a kid. This past year, I was a seven-foot-tall werewolf. How did you How tall are you naturally? Yeah, I'm, I'm naturally 5'6". Well, 5'8". So 5'8". Five, five, yeah, so, no, so I put I – put, wow. I had stilts. Yeah, the Uber awesome. driver was not pleased. <laughs> no, <laughs> not even close. He's like, what the – and I want to tell you about the youngest member of our group. His name is Ryan. He lives in Long Island. He's 25 years old and works at a tequila bar. It's not like, oh, it's this one, this one, and this one once was talking to me, and I got this one's number, and that one's on. It's, it's not like that crazy. Maybe once every other night I'll get a girl's number. Only once every other night. I know. It seems rough. <laughs> so you'd think he'd be the most irresponsible one of them all. But instead, he had a very clear plan in mind. He is positive he wants to adopt or foster children. And it came to him as an epiphany right after he noticed the world population reached 7 billion. I just witnessed over a billion people in my life just coming into being. And I was like, I can't add to that. But he's having a hard time telling potential dates about this decision. He hasn't even told his mom. Speaking of which, I actually went on a date last week. And she decided to do one of those ice-breaking questions about kids. And it I had the opportunity to say something, and I didn't. You know, I just, like, kind of played along. She's like, oh, you know, like, our daughter. Can you hear me? I'm like, what? What? How'd she do that? Tell me more. <laughs> Taking notes. We were talking about, like, difference in personality traits, and I asked for an example, and she was like, oh, well, you know, like, if we had a kid, da, 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 you know, this is how you would react, and this is how I would react. And, you know, in my head, I was like, well, I'm not, like, lying, because I do want kids, just probably not the way that you're thinking, thinking about yeah. wanting kids. And that's a lot of personal information to unload on yeah. an early, early date. I don't have these conversations with my friends, and, you know, as far as, like, communication goes— we don't talk about like the real stuff. So let alone a relationship, it's like, I need to trust someone real well to get to that point. Or be in a room full of strangers. Or be in a room full of strangers (laughs) that you don't know me from Adam. So So you can hear that he's feeling some kind of trust in the room that's making him able to say this, but he might've never told anyone before that night. That happens so much, right? When you turn a microphone on someone. (laughs) Yeah. Makes our jobs easier, right? It's actually, it's like why I started this show, because I felt like I couldn't, in my everyday life, it was hard for me to find moms who were willing to to speak honestly about what being a mom was like. And I was like, well, maybe if I turn a mic on people, they'll have to answer my questions <laughs> and talk honestly. Did any of you think that it would have happened for you by now that you would already be a dad? Who feels like they're off their timeline? At this point, being heading in the general direction of 40, nearly everyone I went to high school or college with is now paired up, kids, some divorced with on their second marriage, you know, whatever. I'm like, and then there's me. Everywhere I go, every function I go to where there's a friend or something, there's always somebody there who's like, so where's your, your, uh, no, never mind. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like I didn't think that I would have kids by now, but that I would be like in a scenario that would lead to that by 35. And then all of a sudden to realize after, you know, a pretty significant breakup, realize like, oh, the way that I thought my life was always going to go unconsciously is definitely almost certainly not the way it's going to go. And there's like no roadmap for it now, which was a weird realization because it wasn't sad necessarily, but it was also just disorienting because it was like I didn't realize like simultaneously to figuring out that I wasn't going to have the life that I thought I was going to live. I also learned that I was thinking about it that way the entire time. I actually think that's one of the coolest things about life, which is that we can't plan it no matter how hard we try to. There's like a million like pithy quotes about exactly yeah, there's that. so many there's so many yeah there's so many turning points really yeah it's a journey uh, and it's a journey <laughs> it's not a destination I I like drop, the mic. drop the mic throw away the maps guys <laughs> i also think that we as men we've got a little bit different perspective on it because we don't have the same ticking clock that women do so we don't have to worry about the timing of everything we could be okay, so 50 60 years old and you know so, okay you're right you're right but like but like back to what eric said about we're very well versed in in the fact that women have these biological clocks and they start ticking in their mid-30s um that's what we're led to believe but but like men men aren't being sent those messages the messages that they get i mean i guess they don't get any messages but they, but they, but they're like thinking well like, my stuff's going to work. Yeah, they're thinking about examples of famous older dads. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. But is it true that sperm doesn't deteriorate? Not true. For men over 40, there's an increased risk of miscarriage, autism, brain defects, schizophrenia, all kinds of stuff. So there are still risks involved, even though technically you can create a baby. Things to be considering and talking about as you're dating and figuring and like figuring out your own situation. But this wasn't on the minds of any of the guys in right. the room. <laughs> they were oblivious. <laughs> yeah. Their debate about this was kind of incoherent. And then I jumped in. Have any of you guys come up with an age limit, like the oldest that you would want to be before having a kid? No. 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 For me. no. no. So that's interesting. All those guys were like, no, no age. Andrea, in your life, talking to women, do you hear that? Like, no, nah, I don't really know. I don't really know. I don't have an age by which I would want to have a kid. Gosh, I, this isn't a thing that I've really thought about before. But isn't there kind of like a go at it alone age that you kind of keep in your head where by this age, I'm going to have to decide if I'm going to go at it alone or not? Yeah, I've heard that. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I've heard, that's I've heard the, people That's the that. age I think about is, is at what age is my deadline to make a decision about going at it alone. And the way that people also talk about it is they'll say, oh, I have a pact with my friend. And, you know, if we both reach this age, then we're just going to, I'm just going to call them up and we'll get married and have kids. That's Those are the ones where I don't understand. Why don't you just call them up right now and do it? If you feel so sure that you could like live with that person and have a relationship and a child, why not just do it? Why are you, why are you waiting for everything else to fail first? Yeah, why is that? If you guys have one of these stories, will you send it to us? We're at yyradio.com. And we want to hear from listeners who have one of these deals set up, maybe even one that fell through. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, you guys are going to hear a story that makes me tear up every time I listen to it. 
We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, we're back, and I'm hanging out with six guys who all want to be dads someday. They just got to figure out how to do it. So we were just talking about the existential disconnect that can happen when you realize that you're off the timeline you plotted out for your life. For one of the guys, Terrence, he's 35 years old, an artist and a college professor. This timeline became even more clear when he went home and made a pretty shocking discovery. Apparently, I just found this out because I went home for Christmas and like looked in like you know the the genealogy that my family had been gathering. I'm the first person in a hundred years to not have kids after twenty. Ever like my parents are like super young. Everybody 20. has their first kid at oh. like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Dude. And so like I go home and it's just babies constantly. Wow. Everywhere, which is good for my mom because she's like a nurse and so she's able to like sort of get that surrogate, like, parenting, because all the cousins are like, Wait, you know how this 20? works. It's like 20 or 21, yeah. Wow. <laughs> this guy is 35. He makes this discovery. What is he, like, where did it leave him? Well, he finally talked to his mom about it. He's pretty fresh out of a breakup, and they were at a Mexican restaurant, and he told me the story. When I told my mother that, my relationship had ended, which she was convinced was going to marriage, which I was sort of convinced was going to marriage and kids. That was actually just this Christmas when I went home and we were sitting, we were sitting at like a Mexican restaurant and I like I told her earlier and then we were talking for a while and I also told her like, oh, and then I should show you these photos. I've made these Halloween costumes for some of my best friend's kids who I've been spending a lot of time with over the summer. And I pulled up the photo and it like showed it to her and it was like two dinosaur heads on these little kids made out of cardboard. And uh, she looked at it <laughs> and then just started sobbing. And I was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's happening? Like, why, mom? Why? And she just looked at me and was like, you'd make such a good dad. Uh-huh. And like, I almost just like, it was like, Jesus Christ, mom, like, Almost walked out of the restaurant just to be like, this is the, the intensity of emotion and weird, like, instinctual forces happening here. Just too intense to, like, deal with right now. We are in public right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's salsa and margaritas, and this is, like, existential genetic shit happening right now. I don't know why that story makes me tear up. It's probably because when I think about my decision to have a kid someday... It has a lot to do with wanting my parents to know that kid. One of the other things I think about a lot is if I'm prepared to start a family alone. I was wondering if the guys were thinking about this, too. Rasan is sure he would. Like somehow, some way, I will go and take care of small children and they will you know, be embarrassed about me the same way I am about my dad. And same thing with Ryan. He's the guy who never wants biological children or a wedding, actually. And he thinks that this might be too much of an obstacle in his dating life. So if I tell someone, like, listen, I don't want a wedding <laughs> and I don't want to have kids, like, well, wow. then what the hell do you want? So I tend to not, I tend to avoid these conversations. I've had them few and far between and they don't ever end well. 
So I've always just been like, well, you know, it's not going to happen. So I'm going to be a single dad at some point. And, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. But the more common answer I heard from the guys was that they hadn't thought about it. Sam hasn't. I hadn't really thought about it uh, until you sent us the question. Nikhil hasn't. I've never thought about it before. And then there's Eric. That, that, that it's, it's just not useful for me to think about that right now. And given the number of anxieties that I have in life, to think that far ahead is just not useful for me. But that's just me. So. God, that'd be nice. <laughs> if I didn't right? have to think, if I didn't have to have a plan. Uh, uh, sorry. Ignorance is bliss it's okay. type of situation. But why do you have to have a plan? I mean, did... Well, okay, so Eric's 35, and he's saying, I don't want to think that far in my future. But if I were 35, I wouldn't be able to say I don't want to think that far in my future. Like, for me, if I want to freeze eggs, I have to do it by 34. So I'm turning 32 next month. I have two years to decide if I want to freeze my eggs or not. So I have to make decisions like how much do I care about biological children? Do I have an extra 10, 20 grand? Mm -hmm. There is, at 32, there isn't, that isn't far away in my future anymore. And actually, I just listened to a great episode of The Longest Shortest Time that said, woohoo, Hillary, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I do this all the time. You have no idea. <laughs> you plug my show in your interviews. <laughs> yeah. Just talking to friends, strangers on the train. <sighs> I just listened to a great episode of The Longest Shortest Time that said the risk of vaginal birth goes up. Or it's just like there's more likely permanent damage that happens the older I get where I could have lifelong pain if by having it later in my 30s. So I, these are decisions I have to make mm -hmm. right now. Gotcha. Did you hear that sound, Hillary? I heard that. This is the sound of male sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. This is the same sound your boyfriend makes when you're like, oh, my period hurts. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, gotcha. But they don't know. They're like, oh, yeah, that sucks. I never had to think about that. And they will continue to not have to think about it. It's true, but it does sound like for the ones who are thinking about maybe doing this in, a, in an alternative way, they are already thinking about it in similar ways to the way that you are. Maybe because of the way I want to become a dad, I'm going to have to do it without a partner. Maybe. Yeah. And I'm grateful that the women in my life are constantly asking me, if I want kids, when I want to have kids, how I see that happening, these guys aren't having the same conversations over martinis with their girlfriends. Right. They're having them <laughs> on a podcast focus group. <laughs> yeah. So are you starting to think about whether or not you would go it alone? Yeah. Well, one of the big questions is if I ever were to be a single mom, I know I'd need a big support network. I need to be able to ask for help and be near people. And I don't have that right now. I don't live near any family. I'm bad at reaching out to friends. Even on my worst nights of the breakup, I wanted to just bear it alone. And until that changes, I don't think I can really think about being a single mom. So I'm thinking about my life now in this phase of putting more energy into dating, putting more energy into building a support network around me that has nothing to do with a romantic partner. And if I can successfully do one of those things, then I'll be ready. Then I'll know. The support network thing seems like a great idea no matter what. Right. <laughs> like you can't lose <laughs> by building that up. 
and by like asking for help when you need it. And it's like one of the hardest things to do. That sounds like a really good plan. When my editor, Hillary Frank, says something's a good plan, I've learned by now to take her advice. The show is produced by me, Andrea Salenzi, with Lindsay Cradwell. Thank you to Hillary Frank, my editor, for helping with this episode. She hosts her own show called The Longest Shortest Time. And if these are topics on your mind, you're going to love her episode number 114. It's called Baby Making Wall Queer. And the episode that I quoted about childbirth injuries, that is number 110. It's called Risky Birthness. I was a total completist about her show before I even had the kid thing figured out. And just like how married people love listening to YOY, kidless people love Longest Shortest Time. You guys should check it out. Thank you to my fellow producer at Panoply, Afim Shapiro. He recorded the DC guys. We even dragged him onto the mic at one point. He actually has an 8-year-old and a 12-year-old. So I had to ask him. Actually, you know what? Let's just cut the credits music real quick and slip in some more show. Because... This is a really great story. So if you could go back 12 years to what you thought Mm -hmm. being a father would be like and then what it actually is like, are the kinds of things that this group is saying, are they, do we make, do these guys make any sense? Uh, I actually, I I feel, I feel really bad for everybody here because I I didn't have to make those plans at all. I didn't have to, to think about what it was going to be like to be a father. I didn't have to plan ahead for it. I didn't have to worry about shit. It just happened to me. And yeah, so when I found out, I was frightened. I was I was scared. I started walking around my snowy town. I called my uncle. I said, hey, man, Stephanie's pregnant. What am I going to do? And he goes, good. I, I, good. I'm, I'm happy that she's pregnant. You'll finally get your shit together. You'll get organized. It's going to be great. <laughs> and um, and he was happen? right. You know, he was right. I got my I got. You know, I immediately got a job. I got focused. I stopped going to parties. I didn't stop smoking cigarettes immediately like my wife did, but that ended up going too. But my my life just gained a focus. Like suddenly I had a reason for doing everything. I, I had a reason to be alive almost. I'm I'm really happy that it happened to me in this way and that I didn't have to have make these agonizing decisions about who to date and, and what questions to ask about kids and snooping around on uh on tinder to find like secret hidden messages about uh, <laughs> about personalities I, i'm so happy i didn't have to deal with that so I, I feel for everyone here it must be hard it must be stressful right i mean it seems like it must be a stressful existence to have this on your mind and, and have to deal with it so lesson learned just go out just do it just get it done yeah get it just get a girl pregnant <laughs> <laughs> i don't yeah. <laughs> Fuck all this planning. Like, just have some accidents. Yeah. yeah. Take a needle to those condoms. <laughs> all right, that's it for the show. Take needles to the condoms. Goodbye. Just kidding. Condoms are very important. Please use them, guys. Come on. All right, we're back in the credits now. Our theme music is by Andy Miklas, Lee Rosifer, Casey Holford. Our artwork changes every week thanks to Teddy Blanks. Next time on the show... If you thought me booking a room full of guys who I could possibly date is ethically questionable, you won't believe what I'm going to do next. 
should ask you out now because I've been making this into a big thing. Really? Um, well... You can say no, you really can, just because I, I will still give you a very flattering edit. Um, you know what? 